Maybe you heard there was an interview last night with Oprah and Meghan and Harry. If you're just catching up, my goodness, have you missed a lot? <laughs> I know. And you know what? I love the Royals and I love covering them. But it's really there's some technical stuff and some history that mm -hmm. I don't have an appreciation or knowledge of. You neither, Tommy? No, not at all. But luckily, we have an actual gosh darn royal historian in our family. In our royal family, we have a royal historian. <laughs> uh, Marlena Koenig, Koenig is joining us this morning. Marlena, good morning. Um, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, we have so many questions for you. Kelly took copious notes. The first time she's taken notes about anything ever, as far as interviews go. Well, since college, yes. Usually it's all <laughs> up here. Um, what did you, first of all, Marlena, what did you think of the interview last night, that two-hour Oprah and Meghan and Harry special? Uh, it was definitely nuclear. Um, it was something that was definitely uh, a lot of information, a lot of stories, um, sometimes not with um, some backing, but it's something that's going to really have members of the royal family and their, the, the Queen's communication staff and others having to think how they're going to respond to this. Okay, so let's, let's actually, let's, since you brought this up first, let's talk about that. What the heck does, okay, the move now is in Buckingham Palaces, right? Like they have to do something. They have to respond to something. Are we going to see an immediate response? And also want to ask you, um, in connection to that, are William and Kate going to speak up? Because one of their tenants is, you know, um, working with charities that promote mental wellness and mental stability, which was addressed several times last night. So those are Buckingham Palace and Kensington Palace. What's going to happen? Well, I think they're going, I mean, you know, as I always joke, I don't like to make predictions because my crystal ball broke years ago um, <laughs> and I can't get parts for it anymore. Um, <laughs> but I would think this is not something that they would respond to in an immediate matter because there are so many different people involved. I mean, it also includes the Prince of Wales. Um, but talking about with William and Catherine, Harry did point out that he never mentioned to anyone that Meghan was having mental health issues. And I think that was, I think that may have been a mistake because we know that Harry has been, um, uh, has been, has had mental health treatment for a number of years, even after his mother died, which his father arranged for. He has spoken openly about it. He's been interviewed about it. So that kind of surprised me that um, he did not say, Let, let's find somebody for you. Um, so that was a little bit of a concern saying, well, the palace said you can't do this because it would look bad. I'm, that one I'm not convinced is totally accurate because I can't imagine in this day and age that, um, so, that someone in the, in the palace would say, no, that doesn't look good, especially with all the, the focus that's been on mental health and issues that they've all faced in the past, in the past few decades. Well, so she went to the, I guess she said that she went to the HR department of, that, of the Royals. And so is that like the same folks who cut the checks for the maids and like the butlers and everything? Like, is like, she went to like, know, that seems a little strange too, is that she would have, you know, that that would have been something that she would have talked about with her husband and a doctor. Um, which is kind of like, I mean, the HR, you know, it's probably different because Britain has far more stringent uh, working uh, labor laws than we do. Um, and to be honest, the members, people who work for the royal family, whether it's the private secretaries, et cetera, all the way down, they work long hours. 
but they certainly don't get paid as much as if they were working in, in, in private industry. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm a little, I'm a little, would love to know more information if that has been glossed over um, because something tells me that turning someone away from seeking treatment, especially while you're pregnant, um, seems a little off. Hmm. Okay. Um, all right. The other issue that's kind of bubbling up this morning is Megan and Harry, or I guess it was Megan said that their Archie, their son, wouldn't doesn't have a title and wouldn't get because of that wouldn't get security. And there's a lot of questions around that because he technically would get a title, but later in life, can you just explain and why is the title such an important piece? Of okay. It? Okay. Back in 1917, George V the present queen's grandfather issued what they call a letters patent redefining the size of the royal family. And basically what it said, children of the sovereign, children of the grandchildren of the sovereign in the male line and the eldest son of the eldest son of the Prince of Wales would be HRH prince and for, some, for granddaughters or daughters princesses. Um, that anomaly the eldest son of the eldest son of the prince of wales now mind you there hasn't been that large of a gen four generations until this time with you know when george was born it was not until it was in 1894 so it never happened because previously um the titles continued but you were highnesses and george got rid of all that so nothing was and then other children would be styled as children of younger children of dukes or if you had a if you were a duke in your own rights like like prince harry or the duke of kent um your children would have courtesy titles okay um Har archie is technically the earl of dumbarton and but they chose not to use that now in 2012 when catherine was pregnant with george they um the queen issued a new letters patent that said that all of the children of the eldest son of the Prince of Wales would be royal. And one of the reasons it was done was because of the, gen the new succession law, uh, which was just about to come into, to become um, a working, to become legal. Um, because if Charlotte had been born first and George second, under, without a change, she would have been the Lady Charlotte and her brother would have been Prince George, even though she was ahead of him in the succession. So they had to do something. So but she made I that mean, change so that there could be a future queen. Correct. Okay. So, I mean, so that's one of the reasons why this crazy uh, part of that letters patent was changed. Now, there is the theory that, you know, when Charles becomes king, the male line grandchildren would automatically become princes or, and, or princesses. Now, just, you know, to go step back a little bit, is that Prince Edward, the Queen's youngest son, when he got married, it was announced that their children would be styled as children of an earl. So that's why their children are Lady Louise and Viscount Severn, even though they are male line grandchildren. So there is a precedent for this. Um, so, but, but I suspect that the letters patent will be changed when Charles becomes king because it's been alluded to for years that he is going to further limit the size of the royal family. So 
most likely Archie and Lady Elizabeth or whoever, you know, um, will, will always keep the titles they had at birth. Except, of course, that Archie is in line, is the heir apparent to the Dukedom of Sussex. That when his father dies, he becomes Duke of Sussex. Um, but they're living in America, so, you know, it's not going to go well in, in daycare. So, you know, like, ooh, the little princess is over here. Uh, <laughs> but, um, wow. Huh. But, so, you have that. So, there, it's, it's, so I have a feeling that what she was trying to talk about was that her son, her children will not have that upgrade when Charles is king. Now, the bit about, and, it, um, and in fact, when the queen changed in 2012, I had said and wrote that Harry's kids aren't going to be royal because it would have been made, it would have really been a good thing to do if that were the plan to say all of the children of all of the sons of the Prince of Wales would be royal and princes and princesses, but that didn't happen. So we've known since 2012 that you, his children were unlikely to be royal from birth. Okay, because they so, made it. They, it sounded like Megan was saying because he was black, no, right? No. But that's that doesn't appear to be the case. And that's what I I was watching some British TV this morning, and that's what they were freaking out over. <laughs> and um, the idea about security is that you know there's been discussions for years about the cost of personal protection officers for all the members of the royal family. Um, the Duke of York's two daughters, Beatrice and Eugenie, who don't carry out official engagements, they had official security. That was taken away mm, probably about a decade ago. Um, they have privately funded security. Other members of the royal family, older members, the Queen's first cousins, including Princess Alexandra, uh, who's now in her 80s, they have lost their 24-hour security and um, only get they're only have security when they actually carry out engagements. So I, I, I don't think that was ever intended to be a slight or thought of as a slight. It's just that there has been discussions about security. But it should be noted that if Art, if they were still living in England and Harry and Meghan were out at an event with their security and their children were with them, their children would be protected by their security. They wouldn't be left. If someone came up and threatened one of their kids, their security would go right for them. But also they probably would have arranged for private security just like they're doing now. So do you have any idea like what that burden is on security? Like does it cost a hundred thousand euro pounds a year or does it cost a million pounds a year? I have to check it, but it is, it is pretty expensive because it is 24 hour service and you know, you, they go everywhere with you. Uh, I, I want to get into um, one of the things that kind of was dropped last night that's not as controversial, but Harry says that they were able to walk away because of the inheritance that he had from when his mother passed. Mm -hmm. How much did Diana have when that's she a, passed? A, not as much as you think. When Diana died, um, when, excuse me, when Diana and her, her father died like a year or so before she, she was she died in the car crash. Um, she inherited five million pounds. Then came the divorce. And we don't know for sure, but it's always been rumored or around that she received 17 million pounds in the divorce. So when she died, she had about 22 million pounds, thereabouts, of her estate. Um, there was a thing, of course, when, um, and they would have to pay taxes on it. And there was a, but Charles technically, legally, could have taken 
the money from the divorce back and gave it to his sons directly to avoid those taxes. Um, even though it was legal, it was advised um, that he shouldn't do that because it wouldn't look good, but in the end, they would have gotten more money. Um, but in the end, um, the taxes were paid and the money was invested, and I'm sure they have really great financial investors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, they would have, um, and each, and I think I'd have to check it, but I think it was at age 30, uh, it was either 25, but I think it was 30 that each of them received their half of that fortune, which would have grown. And of course, Harry's probably would have grown a little bit more because he didn't turn 30 till two years later. Right. Um, so, but he also, which wasn't, he didn't, he also had, and there might be others as well, a trust fund from his, um, great-grandmother, the late Queen Mother, Queen Elizabeth's mother, oh. um, that the grandchildren got. And it was and has been noted, but never documented, that just has been talked about, that he would have received more money from her than William did because William will inherit from his grandmother, from his father, things like that. So there is, a, he did have a pot of money. Wait, um, so as each monarch passes or each, like, generation, they get more titles and more money? This is like a twisted game. Well, no. no, no. It's like Candy Crush, but weird. <laughs> Not really, no. I mean, but, um, you know, you have investors and yeah. uh, you grow, you know, from her private income. And she, I mean, she wasn't as rich as people thought because, you know, we, you know but she did set up trust funds for her grandchildren. And we assume that Queen Elizabeth has done the same um, for her grandchildren and perhaps even great-grandchildren because the bulk of what I think will go to um, Charles. Do wow. we know how much the royal family is worth? A lot of... I. Well, you have to remember, they don't get paid for what they do. They don't get a salary. Correct, you but know? they have castles. They have castles, but they don't own them. <laughs> but, they don't, but the queen only has two... Two pieces of private property, Sandringham and Balmoral, that she owns. Uh -huh. Buckingham Palace, Windsor Castle, Kensington Palace, they're all owned by the state. So could could Parliament or the, the Prime Minister be like, enough of this, like we're done with the royal family? Like, is there a vote that could like unroyal the royal family or like where does this all end? Because it seems tenuous. Um, I'm not I'm not concerned about that the monarchy is gonna fall. I think it's going through another bad patch. Um but there is no active Republican movement in the United Kingdom. Um, I'm more concerned that the United Kingdom will break up um, due to, to Brexit uh, with, with Northern Ireland joining, going, reuniting with Ireland and Scotland going rogue. Um, and, but that's still down the road as well. But it would take, it would take an active parliament. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and it's such a cultural... I mean, it's sort of like a phenomenal event if that were to happen. It's like, the, the, you know, the, the royal family is separate from, you know, the only person, people who really count are the sovereign and the heir apparent. They're the only ones who have a constitutional role. There's nothing, a defined role for what is called the royal family. Um, that is, you know, a relatively thing that was, you know, really assumed during the reign of George III and became much more as members of the royal family began taking on charities and patronages and becoming more public. Um, scandals are not anything new. It's like I'm, I'm you know, finishing up an article on um, Frederica, the Duchess of Cumberland, who married one of George III's sons, 
and they were first cousins, and um, she wouldn't even be received by her mother-in-law, as well as Aunt Queen Charlotte, um, because Charlotte held it against her that 20 years earlier, Frederica had jilted another son. Uh, yeah, so, see, Tommy, if you were if you watched The Crown from the beginning, you would know of some of these scandals, like the. Yeah, the, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't watch The Crown, so. Um, 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 okay. Season four was was the bee's knees, though. That was pretty awesome. Marlena, I wanna uh, I wanted to because uh, you know a lot about all these things. Okay, so Prince Andrew, the scandal that happened with him over the last couple of years has literally been like erased from the family. You don't see him. His daughters have had babies and gotten married, and you just don't see him anywhere different scandal but in the same vein of some of the issues that popped up last night right is this kind of a breaking point for the palace as far as addressing some of these issues and are we going to see like the queen like erase Meghan and harry from her photos from the mentions are they going to show up for family events i mean you know when everything kind of opens up back again are we going to see harry hanging with you know his brother and the queen well, the first, the first, um, to answer the first question, Andrew's situation is different. I, I, he, it's a legal issue. Okay. And he needs to to sit down with the FBI. He, ha I mean, I, I, if anything, he's guilty of associating with really bad people. Um, but he has not been charged with a crime. He is no court has found him guilty. Um, I certainly believe Virginia um, the young woman um, but I don't think the palace can you know I mean they can say they're gonna call and send him to the FBI it is something that it he needs to be made aware of and um, but he has been put he is a pariah now he's not actually he's not even going if the trooping the color takes part oh please so I can go over um, and um, He's now been replaced. He will not be taking it with the Grenadier Guards. He will not be taking part. They don't want him. Yeah. Um, so he's sort of, he's a pariah. And they're two totally separate issues. Um, and I think we need to let the law take care of the second one. And as I said, he's, you know, he's been, he's sitting in the corner. He, you know, he, he um, right. I understand they're two separate issues, but, but, so with some of these, like Prince Philip is turning 100, hopefully, and knock on wood, he's getting better. Like, it, they're going to have a celebration for that. Are, are Meghan and Harry welcome to that? Is that Are we going to see that the family reunited? Well, first of all, Meghan won't be traveling anywhere if she's due to have a baby in the summer. Um, second of all, uh, Prince Philip has already said he doesn't want a big celebration. Yeah. Um, but the real question is, the unveiling of the statue of Diana in the in Kensington Gardens, which will be oh. on for Wait, us, what would it I'm sorry, I, I I talked over you. What what when is that scheduled for? July first. Her what would have been her sixtieth birthday. Oh, that the time that Harry would come, and I do think he will go, whether they put on a good show and you know or buddy buddies, you know, um, in public, and then just drive off separately. Um, who knows? But that would probably be the first time. Um, I'd be very surprised, even if there is a trooping, you know, if they don't, if they limit, if they allow um, a, a real trooping the color this year. And right. you just keep it at 
like they did last I think, but the birthday one is the big thing. But um, time is a good healer. And, you know, time is for a good conversation. We don't know, you know, he says, my father didn't talk to me. Um, uh, well, we don't know his side of the story. We don't know what was said. So there's more to it. There's, you know, as I always say, there's three sides to a story. There's, there's, and what is really the truth. Wow. Well, if Prince Charles wants to chat with us, we'll find a garden somewhere we can sit out and cameras <laughs> and things like that. He's always I, welcome, by the way. Yeah, I feel, I mean, I have total sympathy for what was said last night, but I also have to look at it um, and say, well, maybe that's, you know, that's their perception of things. Um, because I like, you know, as I said, I went over for the wedding and camped out and I was really, really excited. But I also was taken aback when Harry said he didn't ask for help for Megan, which I thought was very strange considering his own, um, experience and with that, you know, with therapy. In fact, we could have said, do you want to talk to my therapist? <laughs> I do feel like, I mean, my perspective is watching it and not having as much knowledge about this as you do, Marlena, who, by the way, is our royal historian expert. I, I believed everything they said, like it, 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 and that was just my perspective of it. But why would you go through all of that and like have those dialogues and have those discussions if there wasn't a bit of truth to it? And like, I yeah. just, I, I couldn't believe how many times we all as a country gasped out loud last night as it just like it just kept happening. They just kept being like news things. It just kept happening. Um, I think that's what their intention was. Uh, um, because there must be something else going on. Because why, um, why do this? You know, I mean. People always say, well, they wanted privacy. That's not what they said. They want to control their narrative and um, talk to the media they want to talk to and um, promote what they're doing. So why do this? Because, yes, you're going to have an element of the population who, who will have just thought everything, you know, oh, God, the British royal family, they're horrible, mean people, and not try to understand when you hear Megan say, I had to Google um, the national anthem, or I have to curtsy. Didn't Harry prepare her for anything? You know, it's so. It's like uh, um, even I know that. Uh, you know. <laughs> hey, if it doesn't work out with Megan, you know. <laughs> I always said I'd make Charles a great wife. Um, <laughs> but uh, but you know, I mean, when when Diana married, and she was of course you know just turning twenty, her. Grandmother, her father's mother, who was deceased, had been a lady in waiting. Her maternal grandmother was the queen mother's best friend. Her father had been an equerry. She grew up in in a house on the Sandringham estate. It's not like she was a total stranger, mm -hmm. you know. The queen was her brother's godmother, um, and when she joined, I mean, it, she had issues with it, but you know, she was. Given you know one of the queen's lady, we would try to sit down and give her books to read, and this is and but you know being nineteen, she just throw things away. Um, but if, you know Megan was an intelligent. She went to Northwestern University. Um, is that she said she never read about them? I mean, like I'd be like, 
okay, what's this? Who's this? Whatever. And I thought it was a little strange, too, that she referred to people as Fergie, um, not the, you know, not Sarah. And she kept calling Catherine Kate. And the Duchess of Cambridge is not called Kate. She's called Catherine. So I thought that was a bit odd, too. Huh, that's, that's, right. Yeah, there, and I think that's what a lot of people are, you know, the criticisms are like, uh, how could you not know what you're walking into, especially in recent history of what Diana went through, right? Never mind all the scandals beforehand, but, um, and I guess, you know. And you ask, and you ask questions. Right, like, right. You know, and, sort of yeah. like, there was even reports that after the wedding, that Megan was going to have, and maybe these never happened, and they kind of like used the term princess classes to learn more about the history of the royal family. <laughs> I mean, for example, when you met when a woman marries into the um, Japanese imperial family, um, her birth record is expunged because she's becoming a member of the imperial family. It's a really weird thing. And she goes through classes to learn about what it's like to be a member of the imperial family, whereas daughters or sisters of female members of the royal family or imperial family, when they leave, they get classes on how to clean, how to keep a house because, and their birth, their, they get birth records um, because they cease to be members of they lose their titles and everything. They just become commoners. This is so fascinating. I have like, I have so many more questions, but let's just play out a scenario here. Okay. Let's say Meghan and Harry live happily ever after in America, become big media moguls, which it appears like they're on the trajectory to do that with their deals with Netflix and Spotify. Um, Archie turns 18, you know, decides that he wants to get closer with his cousins and moves back to the UK. Does he have a play to, like, you know, get a title and have an estate? And He can... He can um... We, I don't know what the uh, what the lease arrangement is for Frogmore Cottage, but for example, um, for that's where Meghan and Harry lived, and now one of the other right. But the, they, they still have Harry still has the lease for it, and it's usually a long term lease. For example, Royal Lodge, um, where Prince Andrew lives, the uh, lease would includes close to a hundred years, which would allow his daughters to live in it after his death. Um, I think uh, Prince Edward has something like a 150-year lease for, um, for Bagshot Park, which would allow his son and perhaps grandson to live there. Um, so we don't know that, but of course Archie would be welcome. And if he wanted to, at age 18, say, use his title Earl of Dumbarton, there would be nothing to stop him from doing that. And it might be encouraged. Um, uh, but who knows? I think he and his sister are going to grow up with very American accents. You're never going to see them wearing, um, you know, until he's like eight years old, wearing little shorts. Um, and, uh, but absolutely. Hmm. On the flip side of that, though, too, Marlena, can't the queen just be like, call off the dogs, like, you can be a princess, you get, like, she can, she can almost, like, reverse Oprah, right? Like, you get a title, and you get a title, and you get security, and, like, everyone knock it the hell off. Like, she could, she <laughs> yeah, could do that, then, right? The queen is the fountain of all honors. She can, you know, she can, she can, you know, make you a knight, mm -hmm. except you'd be an honorary knight because you're an American citizen. I'm into um, it. Um... <laughs> Don't. I'll drive on the left. Sounds great. <laughs> but um, that is unlikely 
because the whole idea is having this large royal family has been the series of criticisms, and especially since the 90s, when they had when the Way Ahead group founded, which was senior members and government officials and palace um, high officials, to discuss how to change the royal family and make it smaller. For one thing, it will it will become smaller through attrition because the queen's first cousins who are elderly, um, they are the grandchildren of a sovereign. Their children are not royal. Um, the Dukes of Gloucester and Kent, they have sons who will succeed to the dukedoms, but the dukedoms won't be royal anymore. They will be called your grace. Um, and they don't really have royal, I mean, they might take over some of their parents' patronages and things mm -hmm. like that, but they won't be royal anymore. But kind of um, like how in Avengers, like Thanos, like clicked his fingers and half the world disappeared. She could also just be like, we're going to send a bunch of like security your way. Can everyone just calm down? Like, can everyone well, just, they, shh. <laughs> they have, well, no, I mean, why would you pay for security in another country? I mean, the cost would be astronomical um, because you're also playing, you're also paying for the living arrangements. Mm -hmm. That was one of the big costs in Canada um, because they had security and it was partially funded by the Canadians. But these are British guys who were living in Canada, so you had to pay for their rent, you know, and other things. Um, they have secured. They have private security, you know, and... Um, is you know, U.S. diplomatic security involved in that at all? Like, are, is there is there a U.S. taxpayer implication in that, in, 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 in no, protecting Meghan and Harry? No, we don't, we don't pay for it at all. In fact, we never mm -hmm. even Donald Trump said they're yeah. not getting, we're not paying for their security. Yeah. No, no, they're private citizens here. Um, you know, uh, they, you know, they, they live as part of their tax pay, make their taxpayers. You know, we don't know yet if he's gone through the process, you know, for U.S. residency or even a green card. Mm -hmm. Um, the little misnomer they you know, um, there's nothing preventing him from using his title. Uh, although, you know, you can't, you can't fit everything on the driver's license. Um, <laughs> but, um. The Constitution says the government can't give titles. There's nothing in the Constitution that says you can't have a title. There are a number of Americans who are royal. There are a number of Americans who have inherited British peerages. Um, and, I, you know, there's the Earl of Warncliffe in Maine who, um, you know, I doubt he put, uses his title on his business card. Um, and the Earl of Warncliffe? Who is that in Maine? Who is that? Um, he inherited it probably in the 90s from a distant cousin in uh, England, the line had met. So he's now, you know, he's now the Earl, but you know, he has no role or no yeah. estate or anything. But Wait, so was, was he like a fancy person or was he like some lobsterman who all of a sudden became an Earl? But I forgot what he was, he was either a carpenter or something else, but you know, um, Blue, Holy crap. Yeah, there's at least, and there's another person will be another American who'll be um, will inherit a peerage in California, and there's a couple of baronets. So there's nothing in the Constitution that prevents this. Mm -hmm. um, they're you know they you know they no longer would be taking their if they took before the reform in the House of Lords if they had taken they would they would have lost their U.S. citizenship if they took their seat in the House of Lords, um, but um, or probably could have lost, um, but. The reform is that, you know, most peers are no longer in the House of Lords. They just, they just you know, there's there's at least one, you know, peer, in, one or two peers in Australia. You know, eventually, you know, when you don't have, you have 
only daughters or you don't marry and it goes to the third cousin once removed and they just happen to be living in California. Yeah. Um, I, I want to address the the race issue because we haven't really talked about that. So some thoughts there and I want to get your reaction. So clearly when they started dating, everyone knew that she was half black. Like there wasn't, and especially since she was famous and very vocal about, about some race issues, even before they were engaged. So the palace already knew, but also you think about, you had the wedding where, um, uh, um, Megan's mother obviously was very active in it. She is black. She, the baptism, she's in the Royal photo. She is black. And I think, really in the interview that the queen was made to be like we're all good with the queen it's the other members of the family and maybe the staff that had the problems with the race i think there may there there's probably an element of truth to that probably not i you know people are trying to guess who the member of the royal family is who made the comment um the names are putting out is like i don't think it's who we think it is um i don't think it's obvious um, it's prince andrew it's <laughs> <laughs> already been destroyed so, so, um, well and this morning uh, marlena you might not have seen it oprah was on cbs almost like they planned it this way this morning um and so she was on and said that overnight harry had wanted her wanted oprah to make clear that it was not his grandmother or his grandfather who were the ones who um were asking about you know what their kids would look like yeah i i don't and i don't think it's his brother um I think it could be someone else, and definitely not Prince Charles. Um, you don't think it's Prince Charles? Because that's what a lot of people are saying. It's Prince Charles. No, no, no. You know, he's you know um, he's had you know, um, he's had um, black people working you know be be senior staffers. Um, uh, you have to remember that you know Britain is a diversified country, um, but they still have issues. You know. That sure. are similar to ours or different to ours, um, uh, you know. They uh, and this may be another way for them to tackle it. Um, it is definitely. I mean, the press coverage. You know, um, yes, there was an element of racism in a lot of it. Not all of it. A lot of it was xenophobic. A lot of them was just what the tabloids do. I mean, the same thing sort of happened with Diana and Sarah. Um, Sisters-in-law and stuff have never always, you know, it's a lot of times not always the best of friends. Back in the 1930s with um, George V's children, of course, well, let's just forget about, you know, the, you know, um, the eldest son who married Wallace Simpson and, you know, thankfully left and did Britain a favor. Um, but the Duke of York, who became George VI, he married the daughter of a Scottish earl. Uh, his brother, the Duke of Gloucester, married the daughter of a Scottish duke. Uh, the youngest surviving son, George, married a Greek princess, who happened to be Prince Philip's cousin, by the way. Um, and she had grown <laughs> up... tree is so complicated. She grew up in exile, was not well off, but yet she referred to her two sisters-in-law, both of whom came from very wealthy families, had, you know... Their fathers owned lots of castles in both England and Scotland, and she called them those common little Scottish girls. So, uh, so you know things like that. You know, it, it, it's not, it's not the abnormal. It, you know, there's it, you know, and Princess Margaret, um, you know, with, with had problems and uh, with her mouth from time to time. Um, 
but I think there people are going to try to find out who it is, but I don't think it's William or Catherine or Charles or Camilla. Well, so if, if it's not the Queen or Charles or William, who cares, right? Because that's the line that, like, right. so it, it feels as though somebody in in those people who it's not should have told the others to knock it off, right? Because like now, now I feel like the the palace, whether they are racist or are not racist, the onus is on them to kind of prove that they're not racist after this was put right. out there in this way. Remember, the Queen is also Queen of fifteen other countries. Right. Um, yeah, it's Commonwealth Day, by the way. Happy Commonwealth Day, everyone. <laughs> most, most of the countries in the Commonwealth are not monarchies. 15 right. of them. Um, and there had been more. I do expect that when, you know, Queen Elizabeth dies, and it has nothing to do with this, because I think it's just as these countries uh, evolve as democracies and re that they want to go have a uh, an elected official as head of state or head of government, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, so, I mean, that won't come as a surprise. Yeah. Although I don't think um, the big three, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand, are going to change things soon. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think there's any real mechanism for that right now. That's what makes Canada different from us. You know, they're a monarchy. That's right. There's a lot to uh, still unpack about this whole situation, and I'm sure. Oh, um, my goodness, Oprah said that there's two more hours of video they haven't they haven't put out yet. Which, if I'm a betting man, it's probably going to end up on Paramount Plus. I'm just <laughs> guessing. <laughs> um, so, uh, Marlena, I feel like um, we're going to be talking to you again about the Royals because over the next day or two days or however long, the palace has got to say something about all yeah. of this, that's going on. You know how to find me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Kelly has my phone number. <laughs> I sure do. And we appreciate comments. We appreciate everyone getting involved. If you have any questions, um, you can hit us up in the group. Text at 703-782-4519. I love this comment from Maria. She kind of nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I make you Prince of Branson. <laughs> I mean, I would yeah, be. Remember, I, I married a king. Oh, yeah? King is Koenig in German, so just just saying. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Koenig. Thank mm. you for joining us. Thanks for all for breaking all of this down for us. You're amazing. Thank you. And let's go Nats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other royal family they follow. We'll be right back. <laughs>